Welcome to the Ever Upward Podcast, where the extraordinary is the norm and the uncommon path is our guide. I'm your host, Jared Arnold, and in each episode, I speak with experts in business, investing, and health, exploring common ideas tailored for the uncommon individual. Here we believe that the ordinary is for everyone, but the extraordinary is for those who dare to embrace it. Join us as we unravel insights, share stories, and unlock the secrets that propel us ever upward in the pursuit of a life well lived. This is the Ever Upward Podcast. Trey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to join us. Um, really appreciate you coming on. Man, thank you for asking me. Super grateful to be here today chatting with you. Um, and yeah, I'm stoked. Let's do it. All right, man. For those of you that have been following along, this is our first recording um, with a guest. Uh, I don't know where it's going to fall in terms of, of where it gets released, but it's our first recording with a guest. And I was trying to think about, you know, how do I want this to, to, you know, start. Um, and so I was thinking about Trey and what I associate with Trey. And one of the words that popped into my head is purposeful. You know, he, uh, has always been a person that I've looked up to and respected and has always seemed to have his priorities in order. And so then I looked at his intake form and was reading over the way that he chose to be introduced. Um, and it's that he is a husband a father and an owner of HW Athletics in that order. So Trey, what what made you choose to be introduced that way? Uh well, first I just want to say uh thank you for those kind words. I'm a really good actor, so <laughs> No, um to me those are my priorities. So that is why I chose that order. And I feel like if you let you know, the order of those go any other way, there can be uh, some friction that could happen. You know, if I had H-Dub as number one, and then, you know, family as two and three, well, that'd probably be causing some problems at home, right? Um, And even with, let's say, you know, I had father number one, husband number two, well, that could cause a problem there. And then turn that's going to affect the other two. So to me, you know, when you make that uh, commitment to your partner, like they're going to be number one and then everything else is going to fall below that. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, fiance and I talk about it all the time. One of the best uh, things you can do for your children is to set an example of what a great relationship looks like. So I think if you're, you know, putting that number one, that's, that's important. Um, You know, I'm, I'm passionate about many different things. One of them being uh, personal finances. I've seen it done really well. I've seen it done really wrong. And one of the things I've tried to do over the years is look at um, what are the similarities between the people that have done it really, really well. Uh, There's many different strategies that you could uh, deploy. But one of the things that I see that most people that do it really well have in common is that they have those priorities in order. And I think when, you know, different, different areas of success or different areas of life that you are successful in, there's a lot of analogies across the rest of your life, right? So if you're successful in um, your personal finances, then you're probably successful in other areas as well. So maybe talk about the alignment of, you know, goals and action and what that looks like in your life. 
Yeah. And, you know, especially when it pertains to like those three things right there, um, we definitely have to like, when it comes to my relationship with my wife, you know, it's work. Like you have to be working on it. Um, just like anything else in your life, you know, if you set a goal, uh, and you don't work on it, well, you're not going to achieve that goal. It's the same thing with a relationship. It's the same thing as being a father, like that's work as well. Um, but it's, it's a fun challenge and I'm, you know, blessed to be able to, to have those challenges. Um, and they, those two areas of my life correlate so well to business, you know, um, and they help actually fuel me when it comes to, uh, you know, facing challenges in business, right? Because I know uh, if I can figure out a strategy for whatever I'm dealing with and conquer that thing, it's going to help me out with those other areas. Um, so, yeah. And then I, I know I kind of danced around that question. So if you <laughs> repeat that one more time so I can make sure I'm answering it correctly for you there. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you, you hit it pretty well. It's just, you know, what what does it look like in terms of an alignment of goals and actions and how that relates to, um, you know, different priorities in your life, such as family, business, um, you know, th those sorts of things. So I think that's a perfect segue uh, into, you know, this term that we hear a lot work-life balance, right? It's, it's been a term that's been thrown around a lot since I've entered into the workforce. So over the last call it decade and a half, um, you know, so having priorities in order, knowing what work-life balance looks like is incredibly important. As a small business owner, um, you know, it becomes incredibly difficult, at least in my opinion, to separate work and life because it's just such an important part of, of our lives, right? So as a small business owner, you know, how do you manage working on that work-life balance and separating things out? when you have clients, you know, messaging you at all hours of the night or, uh, you know, throughout the day when you're trying to get some personal time in those sorts of things. Yeah. I love this question. So I, uh, was actually having a conversation this morning with, uh, one of our team members, shout out to Ruben. Uh, and we were talking about this subject right here and he was, uh, mentioned how he had read recently about, when it comes to work-life balance, it's easy for us to look at it as in such a micro view, but you should maybe look at it more in a larger view, right? And maybe you're going to go through some seasons. Um, but at the end of the day, it all just comes down to your ability to set boundaries, right? So some of those boundaries you're going to set with other people, but a lot of them you're going to have to be disciplined and set with yourself. So for example, a boundary that I set with myself and I'm not perfect. It doesn't happen every single time, but you know, when I come home from work, um, it's family time. Right. And you know, every night, uh, I'm giving my son a bath and I'm reading him a book and we're giving him milk and putting him down to bed. And during that time, it's like cell phone needs to be away. Doesn't always happen, right? But for the most part, it's like this is time with your son. So whatever it is that's happening on your phone can wait, you know? And 
I think that is, you know, a good example of just setting a boundary and sticking to that to help create that work-life balance. Because I could easily, while he's in the tub playing, sit there and hammer out emails or work on an Instagram post or whatever it may be, but that's taking time away from me and him. And at the end of the day, it's like, is that worth it? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, one of the things that works for me and... I don't know if this is something that you you know do as well, but having uh, some sort of schedule that I can rely on uh, has been incredibly mm-hmm. important for me. And, and having discipline in that schedule, you know, is that something that you would recommend to people in terms of you know working on that work life balance and 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 having discipline, uh, or is there other things that you think are more important? No, a thousand percent. I think schedules, uh, calendars are crucial. Uh, and I'm speaking on someone that did not used to operate off a calendar, right? So when we first uh, opened our business, um, it was just my wife and I for a while. And um, it was just like, hey, all right, I got I got this class. You got that class. Or I got this uh, training session with this client. You got that one. Um, and yeah, we just rolled with it. But as you get busier, as your business grows, as your family grows, uh, you have to have that calendar and that schedule um, or else you're going to miss things. I've definitely have had experiences where, you know, someone shows up and they're like, yo, we got that one o'clock. And I'm like, you're right. We do. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to skip lunch right now and we're going to do this thing, you know? Um, so to avoid those mistakes, calendars are crucial. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and on the topic of of skipping lunch, um, one of the things that I've seen come across my feed a lot lately is how important self care is as a business strategy. As a as a health and wellness, as a gym owner, right? Obviously, it's a large important large factor in your life, um, in terms of health and wellness. But it can also be a time suck and that you're giving to other people. Right. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just that maybe, um, you know, as you're focusing on health and wellness, it goes more towards giving versus taking for yourself. So how do you take the time to focus on health and wellness and how important is that for you in terms of, uh, you know, having a successful business? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, top priority uh for a few reasons one if i didn't find time to take care of myself i'd be very hypocritical right because that is what we're out here preaching to everybody daily so if i'm not doing it then that's going to look pretty bad um but it is ironic you know owning a gym there's still plenty of days where i look up and i'm like I've had no time to like work out today, you know, but, uh, what I try to focus on are, it's usually two things. So one is, is let's say it's a day where there just wasn't time in the day to, to do, get a good workout in. Well, I want to reflect on what other areas of my life did I focus on and cause I, did I succeed in, right? Because we preach this to everyone as well. It's not just about moving your body. That is very important, but there's other factors at play here, right? Like 
Have you uh, consumed half your body weight in ounces of water, right? So did you hit your water today? Have you hit your protein today? Um, have you expressed any gratitude today? Uh, you know, have you meditated or prayed today? Like these are all super important things that are going to contribute to your self care. The other thing is I also try to remind myself that like, Hey, it doesn't have to be this perfect 60 to 90 minute window of training that you can get after it's in my head. I just have the phrase of something over nothing. Right. So yesterday was a perfect example in that it was a busy day here, uh, which is awesome. And I had to go pick up my son at around 430. I got done with a client at four. So I've got like a 30 minute or not even a 30 minute window. It's more like a 15, 20 minute window there because of the travel time to pick him up from school. So I'm like, you know what? I'm about to just hit 15 minutes of running, right? Maybe that's that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to have more time to do something more intense, um, but I got something in, right? And that could be, you know, if you look up and you're like, man, I've only got five or 10 minutes. I haven't done anything. Just bang out some push-ups, bang out some bodyweight squats, like move your body. You did something. And to me, doing something is better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. One of the one of the terms that I keep hearing um, in my life and in my head over and over is trajectory over position. I don't know if you follow the Modern mm-hmm. Wisdom um, podcast with Chris Williamson, but he he says that a lot, and it just it is always in my head. And I think that relates back to something over nothing. It's trajectory over you know keep moving versus where you're at, and I think that you know goes together pretty well there. Um, but what advice would you give? to, you know, small business owners or, or those that are aspiring to be small business owners, uh, you know, in terms of personal health, while trying to focus on something that can be such a, a large goal in their life, right? Like it can seem so unattainable to go out on your own and run a successful small business. And then on top of that, you're supposed to maintain a healthy lifestyle as well. And it can just seem so overwhelming at times. So what, what advice would you give to people in that position? Yeah. Um, well, first thing that comes to mind is, is a, uh, analogy that I've used for a long time now. And that is called the, uh, the oxygen mask analogy, right? So, uh, when you're on an airplane and they're giving you the rundown before you take off, they always talk about, you know, if the oxygen mask deploys, be sure to put it on yourself before you Put it on others, and I feel like a lot of times um, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, they're go getters. They're super motivated. If they, you know, have a family, they're like pursuing their dreams, but also like in the back of their mind, they know they're going to like work their tail off to help their family as well. Um, but the thing that relates to the oxygen mask is is if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not working on some self care, then you're not giving the best version of yourself and you also can't help other people. Right. So if you want to be able to help others, you got to take care of yourself. If you want to be able to crush it in starting this small business or taking your small business to the next level, then you need to be showing up as the best version of yourself. Right. 
Think about how productive you are if you've gotten a good night's sleep, you've moved your body, you've gotten rid of brain fog versus you're running on like caffeine, three hours of sleep, just eating once a day and it's probably crap. Like you're not going to be operating very well. You're putting, you know, low grade gasoline into the Ferrari, (laughs) right? Yeah, I mean, that's something you and I used to talk about. For those of you uh, that may not be familiar with my career path, I was uh, in public accounting, CPA, uh, tax world. And so during tax season, I would be, um, you know, working 100 hour weeks and still showing up to the gym at 530 and, uh, you know, trying to get a a workout in and I, I would just be exhausted. And so I had a lot of conversations with Trey back in the day about, you know, taking care of myself in other ways than just movement. And that's something that you just hit on just a minute ago. And I think it's important. I think, uh, you know, the gym of the future, the gym that is successful going forward is not just the gym that promotes, um, you know, coming in and, and doing movement, right? It's a sense of community. It's a sense of mental health, um, a, a sense of nutrition. Uh, so talk about maybe how uh, you've grown your thought process on that and incorporated it into HW Athletics. Yeah, um, it's definitely, you know, if you walk into H-Dub today, it is not the same H-Dub from 2016. Um, You know, back in the day, it was more just this like, all right, we're going to grind hard every day mentality. Um, And we figured out real quick, like that's a, that's going to lead folks to burnout, you know? so now we try to look at it more as a from like a holistic approach, right? So we're when you walk in our doors uh, for the first time, where you're starting with is a consultation with me or one of our team members. And in that consultation, we're going to ask you some questions and we're going to talk about things like hydration. We're going to talk about sleep. We're going to talk about nutrition. And then we also bring up the subject of stress, which like sometimes people kind of like, are like, what is, I'm not coming to therapy. Like, why, why are we talking about stress? I just want to hit a workout, you know, but um, you know, we've learned that people live some stressful lives. So if we can provide some tools to help them manage that stress uh, they're going to see way more success both in the gym and outside the gym. Yeah, I was, I was listening to uh, a podcast with Ben Moore, who's a friend of ours and, and hopefully a future guest on on this podcast. Uh, he was on a podcast with a colleague of mine, Brian Adams, and he was talking about one of the one of the leading factors. I think he said one of the leading factors in lower back pain can be related back to stress. Right. And so we're, if we're thinking mm-hmm. about moving our body and, uh, you know, being healthy and whatnot, how we manage that stress matters. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think that's important. I also have to pause for one second. You, you gave the, the oxygen mask analogy. I don't know if you remember this at all, but we were talking about um, narcissism one time at the gym a couple of years ago. And you were talking about how, you know, thinking that a, a plane when a plane when you're on a plane and 
thinking about it going down with you on it is kind of a form of narcissism. Every single time I get on a plane today, I think about that conversation. So when you said <laughs> oxygen mask analogy, it just immediately popped into my head every single time. I'm like, okay, I've kind of got a fear of flying for some reason. I don't know where it comes from. And I'm like, wait a second, Trey, talk to me about that. We had this conversation years ago. So, uh, that just pops yeah. into my head a lot. Shout out to uh, author. I think it's Mark Mann. Mark Manson, maybe. Manson. I think yeah, name. Mark Manson. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, so I guess we've talked, we've kind of danced around leadership a little bit. So maybe let's dive in on that. Um, yeah. And let's start with, you kind of hit on, you know, one of the reasons why, or one of the motivating factors why you continue to focus on health and wellness is because it would be hypocritical for you not to, right? And that's um, a driving factor of you trying to find time and that you want to be a good leader, not just for your team members, but for your clients as well. Um, so maybe dive into, you know, some other, um, you know, examples or, uh, you know, ways that you think about leadership and how you foster that, not only for your team members, your trainers, who I used to be one, um, but for the members as well. Yeah, um, I've always viewed leadership and I don't know when this started. I'm trying, I was trying to reflect on this. Um, and it may have gone back even to just days in football or, uh, you know, many people don't know, but I, I was a frat pres once upon a time. So maybe it, it happened then, but I've always just kind of viewed leadership more as a, um, like a horizontal leadership versus this top down, you know, um, and I want that to be how, you know, my team views it as well, that, you know, their leaders and responsibility is shared with them. Um, but that trickles down to our members as well, right? Like, you know, each and every single one of them can be a leader too. Um, and there's, there's responsibilities there as well, even if it's as something as small as like, you know, making sure they put their equipment up or wiped it down after each workout, like choosing to do that is showing leadership versus leaving it there and saying that's someone else's problem to deal with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The little things matter. And I think that gets lost sometimes, especially in this time of year when people are thinking about lofty goals, right? It's January, what is it? January 5th. Uh, people are thinking about lofty goals, and it's important to remember that the little things matter. How you do things matter. Putting your cart up at the grocery store matters. Um, how you treat people matters. So, you know, that's that's awesome, and that's something that definitely comes through, um, you know, when someone's watching you at the gym. Uh, you know, all, like I said at the beginning, I've always looked up to you as a leader, um, as a friend. Um, so, yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, um, I appreciate that and feelings mutual. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> to it. kind of follow up more on that, it's like another way I've I've always viewed it is, you know, if if I'm not willing to do it myself, why should I have an expectation for someone else? Amen. You know? Amen. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that in my personal career has always been difficult, uh, right? If you're if you're asking me or you're asking your employee to stay late, then you should be willing to do the same. If you're asking, uh, if you're, if you're focusing on, 
on your family, then you should allow your employees to do the same. Um, you know, I think that gets overlooked a lot in terms of relating back to the work-life balance and that, um, you know, whatever you're asking of your employees or of your colleagues, you should be willing to, to put that focus in as well. In the CPA world, you know, a lot of the people that I worked with, um, you know, had, had, you know, difficult family lives and it's because they didn't focus on it. And that's one of the reasons why I got out is that, you know, um, why, why would I want to go down this career path that all the people that I look up to, uh, you know, don't have the same priorities as me. Um, so Mm -hmm. I think, and I think that's part of leadership. Thousand percent. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about obstacles, uh, and how that relates to leadership. You know, the first thing that comes into my mind for, as it relates to you, and I know, you know, you've had many obstacles over the years that you've overcome, uh, and you guys continue to just keep pushing. But the biggest one, obviously, is COVID. I mean, you couldn't have planned for that as a health and wellness facility. Um, you know, p- people weren't allowed to go to the gym, which is just mind blowing to me. I could go on a whole rant about, you know, playgrounds and, um, you know, things being shut down that shouldn't have been. I think it was one of the biggest missed opportunities from a health and wellness PR standpoint in history, if not the biggest. Um, but you guys overcame it, right? You were shut down for many months. Um, maybe talk about how you were able to not only overcome it, but be, you know, you were able to kind of introduce different ways to your members to keep them engaged. Maybe talk about that as well. Yeah. So for us, when that happened and, you know, coming to this building, uh, was where we were providing value for everyone. Right. So, when that was taken away, um, you know, we had to pivot and we had to pivot quick. And um, we just, as a team, you know, we're like, how can we still continue to provide value to people, right? Well, we thought about what is it that we're doing here at this building and what we're doing is we're providing coaching or guidance to people that doesn't mean it has to be in person. Right. So we just were like, okay, we're going to take the whole gym. We've got our coaching staff. We're going to divide everyone up evenly amongst the coaches. And now everyone's got like their own little team that they're responsible for that they're going to check in with every single day. Uh, We're still going to write programs and workouts for everyone to be done. Um, You're now going to have the ability to tailor make that, uh, that workout for your client. So, you know, we'll say this is, this is the template, but Jared uh, really needs to focus on X, Y, Z. So we're just going to tweak this a little bit for him. Right. Um, And then we're also going to make sure we're checking in with them and focusing on all those other areas of life that we've already mentioned today, you know, talking about stress, sleep, nutrition, hydration, um, and that was a way that we could provide value to everyone. And then when stuff started to loosen up a little bit, um, we're like, okay, how, what, we, what can we do now? Well, we can go to a park. We can go outside. I can go to the gym. I can load the back of my truck up with as much equipment as I can fit in there. And we can uh, drive it down to the park and we can work out there now. Um, I've, I completely forgot we actually did a uh, equipment rental. You know, so like we're like, hey, let's get some equipment out to folks. So since they're stuck in their house, let's get them some equipment. Because I don't know if you remember, um, but 
selling equipment at that point in time was like crazy. I mean, you could sell a dumbbell for five times what it's worth. Um, and we're like, you know, we don't want people having to blow money like that. So like, let's just rent the equipment out, uh, free of charge, but it's just, you know, we're putting down who's got what. So it just came down to, you know, just another example as a small business owner, you're faced with a challenge. How are you going to come up with that solution? And I was lucky enough to have both a team that was incredible and supportive during that. Um, And it was also a true testament to just like what we have built over the years because uh, no one wanted to cancel their membership. They wanted to continue to support because they felt like they were getting value. Um, So it was, you know, I don't want to say it was great because it definitely was rough times. Uh, I think we all would have preferred to be be in the gym, but it was great learning opportunities um, and a good litmus test for the business. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the the r- rental equipment and whatnot. The only reason it was great was uh, I had invested into a home gym prior to COVID, and I, I went to Trey's gym, but then also worked out at home, and I was able to uh, unload some of those equipment items at a very reasonable price, which I probably wouldn't have been able to do so <laughs> before. Um, you know, some of the things that I didn't use, but you know how how does you know, maybe, maybe COVID, maybe a different example, um, but how is overcome, overcoming those obstacles? How does it change your business, right? Like, were you focused on, you know, online coaching prior to COVID? Has it become, um, you know, more prevalent post COVID or, or some other example where, you know, overcoming an, exa- an obstacle actually leads to kind of a tweak in the business model? Yeah. So uh, it, it, did that right so we um we had a very small uh online presence and then that you know helped us realize like hey this is something that we can actually do this is value that we can provide to people so now you know it's not massive but we've definitely grown that area of the business um and it also again was just um a a confidence builder for our business. Right. So I'm, I'm like picturing in my head, you think about, um, when some type of like, you know, let's say like a, a steel or iron, like sword or something's being made, like it's being put through a fire. Right. And that's like, it's, it's burning, right. It's becoming weaker, but then it comes out stronger once that fire chills out. So, you know, us going, through that fire or whatever other fires we've had to go through. When you come out on the other end, you're just more resilient, stronger business for it. So I, you know, look back and again, it's, it's not something that I want to say was like good or I was like grateful, but at the same time, like I do want to look at it as an experience that I could learn from and try to pull positives out of like a really bad thing that was going on. Yeah, absolutely. You brought up um, like high school team sports earlier briefly. And uh, you know, one of the things that one of our football coaches used to say all the time was Ben, don't break. Um, Mm -hmm. And and obstacles are going to happen. Stuff happens, shit happens. um, But don't quit. 
You know, I think that's uh, so many people, they, they have things happen to them in life and they just fold, right. For various reasons. And, you know, one of my mantras since high school, it's just bent, don't break and realize that shit happens. Nothing's going to be perfect. Um, obviously COVID was not a good thing. There's, you know, no scenario in what that, in which that was. Um, but you guys overcame it and that's awesome. And a lot of people listening to this podcast overcame it in various ways through their business. And that's awesome. So, um, you know, just keep going, keep moving. Yeah. And, uh, I was having a, a really interesting conversation with, uh, with someone about a week ago and along the same lines. Um, but we were talking more about just how, you know, you know, your brain is so just, you know, advanced and, and it constantly wants to get you out of this place of discomfort. Right. But if you can lean into that discomfort, every time it comes up, it's going to become a little bit easier, a little bit easier, a little bit easier. And eventually that thing that is so dis discomforting to you is no longer going to be discomforting, right? So if you're someone, let's just say, for example, has this like fear of public speaking, um, you know, it's going to suck the first time you're up there in front of a bunch of people. But then the more you like lean into it, the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it, the more comfortable you're going to feel. And I feel like that just relates so much to just every area of life, you know, whether it's business, family, your health, like right now, as you've stated before, it's January 5th, people are out there making goals left and right. And let me tell you, like that little voice in your head is going to be real right now. So learning how to tell that voice to keep quiet um, and just keep coming back and keep leaning into that discomfort. Yeah, man, it's been something that's been on my mind a lot lately as I try to go down this path of of creating a podcast and being consistent with it. Um, you know, I'm not an extrovert by nature. I'm a CPA for goodness sakes, or, um, by trade anyway. Uh, and maybe compared to my peers, I may be an extrovert, but, uh, in that world, but, um, just not an extrovert by any means. So that, you know, getting on camera, getting behind a microphone is incredibly, um, discomfortable, uncomfortable. Um, and so one of the ways that I'm trying to set myself up for success is, putting processes in place and systems in place that are repeatable um, and that I can continue, you know, knocking down small goals so that it becomes easier over time. And I'm glad you brought up, um, you know, getting uncomfortable because that's something that we used to talk about from a physical standpoint, right. In the workouts that we were doing, and it's maybe not a path that I thought I was going to go down on this podcast, but I think it's important to get outside your comfort zone. Like that's where the greatness happens. That's where the good things happen. Um, and that can be related to business as well. Uh, we we see so many instances where, and I think it's important to focus on a niche, right? Um, it's important to know what your business is about, but then there's also instances where people get content and they mm -hmm. they stop getting outside of their comfort zone. Um, so maybe talk about that and in, in ways that you're able to to grow as a business owner, and we'll you know kind of wrap it up here. Uh, in ways that you're able to to grow as a business owner by getting out of your comfort zone and using the analogies that we used to talk about from a gym perspective, just in your life as a whole. Yeah. So, well, first, one thing I want to mention real quick, too, because we've already talked about, you know, things like work-life balance and managing stress and whatnot. So 
for some folks uh, out there listening to this, uh, for them to lean into some discomfort is going to be them learning how to actually like chill out, <laughs> you know, um, versus <laughs> versus just like go go go. I'm gonna hit it hard. I'm gonna grind grind grind. Like there, I'm, there's a time and place for that, but like for some of us, we need to learn how to do the opposite, and that's gonna feel uncomfortable to you. Um, yeah, same. Um, but yeah, for me personally, um, and this is something that I'm going to say is it's kind of been happening over just, it's been a very short period of time, but like the past three months or so, um, is leaning into the discomfort as a business owner and as a leader of, uh, being okay, saying no to people. Um, and not over promising things and, um, you know, also learning how to be kind versus nice. Right. Um, and you, with that, sometimes you have to deliver some feedback to people that maybe they don't want to hear, but it's going to benefit them. Right. And in turn, if that's like, you know, let's say that's an employee, then like, that's going to benefit the business. Um, but that's definitely an area for me that for a long time, I've not been comfortable in. Right. And I'm not going to act like I'm comfortable in it now either, but I just remind myself like, Hey, lean into this discomfort because this is going to in the long run, help the business, help that person help you. Like this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Amen. Um, you know, something that's been on on my mind for the last 12 months is just getting comfortable with being still. Because um, as you know, mm-hmm. all too well, I just, I don't sit still well. Um, and I think it's in, incredibly important. It's been great, you know, to find ways to do that for my creativity. Um, and it's important for, you know, how I lead and thinking through, you know, situations that arise at work. So I think that's just as important as well. Uh, but Trey, we're going to stop it there. Um, only for the sake of brevity, I could talk to you all day about each of these topics and I'm sure we could go on about stories at the gym or whatever else. Um, but thank you so much for your openness and just being the dude that you are. Um, if you're in the Nashville area, either permanently or visiting, you know, be sure to check out HW athletics. Uh, Trey has certainly created an environment that attracts really great people and is always a great time. I don't get in there enough. I can tell you that. Um, but before we sign off, Trey, tell everyone where they can find you or get in touch if they're interested in learning more or connecting. Yeah, Jared, thank you again for having me on. And we do miss seeing your face. So come by more. Um, yeah, we are located really close to downtown. We're off Third uh, Avenue South, but you can find us at hdubathletics.com or check out our Instagram. It's just hdubathletics. So those can be the two best places to find us. Awesome. Trey, thank you, sir. All right. Thank you.